Hello and welcome to another episode of the Threefold Collective Podcast. My name is Jay Cruz. And I'm Julie Cruz. And we have been absent for a long time. Six weeks. What happened in the past six weeks? It's like, well, we all know what's happened. Yeah. This whole COVID-19 thing, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Hopefully all you guys out there are doing well and um, your families are healthy. If not, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to you. Yeah. Um, when this all started, like it was like the second week of me being home, like stay at home dad. Yes. I had just gotten back from New York. It was a lot. Yeah. And the kids were like, well, hey, you're stay at home dad. Take us to the park. Let's go play. And I was like, OK, let's go. So we took them. I, well, we didn't. Julie was working. She was like super busy. It was the end of the month. It was February 29th, leap year. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was doing um, all of her business stuff. So I said, let me get the kids out of the house so she can she can stay busy and keep working. Uh, we took went to the park and Riley, she bought the skateboard a while ago. We brought that and we brought a basketball because kids like to play basketball. And uh, we were there for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was playing basketball with Riley, Kinsley and Corbin. And Tristan was off on the skateboard like somewhere else, like just on nearly flat ground. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden he falls down and Riley and Kinsey like, oh, Tristan fell down and he's, you know, hooping and hollering over there. He's, you know, playing it up. Hooping and hollering. I, I don't know. Like he was. And I was like, oh, man, like I know how Tristan is. And if you've ever seen that, uh, there's that scene in Family Guy where Peter's on the ground. He's like he skins his knee or whatever it is. And he's like, ah, ah, like it hurts really bad. And he's there for like a minute long. That's how I felt Tristan was like. He was just hamming it up and it was just like, oh, really? You thought I thought he was over exaggerating. Mm. So he fell. He was on the skateboard and he fell. I got over there. Well, I didn't even get over there yet. This other guy um, ran up to him because he doesn't know like Tristan exaggerates sometimes and he doesn't know. So that guy thinks that it's you know serious and he runs up to him. He's like, hey, uh, I think you should come over here. I think something's really wrong. And I was like, oh, oh, OK. So I got over there and everything looked okay at first, like initially. And Tristan was trying to get up and I was like, no, stay down. And then I looked at his foot and it was, his left ankle was just. Turned the wrong way. Turned the wrong way. So then you call me. Oh, I called Julie. Super calm. Yeah, super calm. And he's like, I guess one thing you got to kind of know about me is that I tend to, uh, uh, I'm like, I'm not the calm one in the family. Like Jay's the calm one. When things happen with the kids, I'm like, what do I have to do? Let's go get, you know, like I'm all nervous and like, what do you mean? What happened? Asking like a thousand questions. And he calls me and he, all he says is get ready. I think Tristan broke his ankle. Isn't that what you said? No, I was like, Tristan broke his ankle. And I was like, okay, (laughs) that's all I said. There was no question. No, I wasn't like, what do you mean? What happened? All that. I didn't say anything. I was just like, okay. Cause I could hear it in his voice too. Yeah, and on the drive home, I told the kids, like, there's a plan. Like, let's plan this whole thing out already. Yeah. Um, no, you should explain how you got him to the car. Oh, yeah. Well, so he's in not the middle of the park, but there's like, there's no way to drive to where he's at. And he's... Tristan's uh, an eighth grader. Eighth so grade. So we can get the pic- full picture here. 5'10". Yes. Same height as you. 165, probably. 165 pounds, maybe 170. Wet. Yeah. I'd say he's 150, maybe really? 45. Okay. 
That's what I say. Mm-hmm. He's a tall kid. Yeah, tall enough kid. Most people think that he's in high school. Yeah, 14. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out a way, like, how do I get the van close enough to him so that we can get him into the car? Um, I drive it over to one side of the park, and it's about a good 40, 50-yard, like, walk to get to where he's at. So I go over there, and this guy who doesn't look like he works out ever yeah, comes up to me and says, hey, do you want me to help lift him? And I was like, no, because I don't want... I don't want to injury or for him to get injured in the process and so you or, said no. or to drop him. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. I didn't want him to drop him. Yeah. Like, cause if he already had a broken ankle, then you drop him like me, if it, it's on me, if he would have dropped him, I would have been upset. Which side note, how awesome is it that someone came up oh, yeah. in the first place? I mean, this is pre social distancing. <laughs> yeah. Most <laughs> he, people just mind their own business. Yes. So. Most people would be like, ah, they got it. Yeah. So I appreciate that. So about, that's really cool. Yeah. I appreciate that about him. But like, I was like, hey, I don't want, I don't want to be upset at you if you all of a sudden lose your strength <laughs> and, and you drop my son while, while, yeah. you know, I, I just didn't want to be upset at the guy. So I was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And if I drop him, I'm going to be mad at myself. So, but I, you didn't tell them that. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I didn't go through all that. Yeah. There's yeah. no way. Okay. In the moment. But if he's watching this, then he's going to yeah. be like, oh, that no. guy, oh my goodness. You, yeah. Now oh. I know why you said no. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so anyways, so I'm glad I work out because yeah. I had to pick him up by myself from the ground, from the ground. So a deadlift from the ground, um, and, and body dead weight is different than a deadlift of, of dead weight on the ground. It's completely different because it's not, it's not all even yeah. and it's all like kind of awkward. And then, um, and, and picking up another grown man is, yeah, is weird in, yeah. in general. So, but I picked him up and, um, walked him over to the car as well. You know, I'd say 40 yards, not 50, probably 40 yards. And far still, still far. Yeah, still far. And then that's when I got in the car and called Julie at that time. Oh, you did? You called me from the car. I called you from the car. Oh, I don't know why I imagined it that you while were While I was walking? I, fa- I imagined that's, it before you even got to the car. I don't know why. That's G right there. I'm walking with him and calling you at I the mean, same time. I mean, you could time. have had Super your AirPods calm. in. <laughs> okay, no, didn't do that. As we're driving home, like I already had this plan. Like, okay, Riley, you're going to get um, a bag for Tristan and... Corbin, you're going to go get some clothes today because I already know how it works because Kinsey broke her arm. Yeah. So I know that it's an overnight thing. So I said, Kinsey, you get him some water so he can drink something because I know he's he's not going to be able to eat for 24 hours. So yeah. like, get him something to drink. Corbin, uh. get, him, get him get him a change of clothes. And then Riley, make sure you help mom and get whatever else, you know, she needs for her go bag. Yeah, I was trying to like pack everything. But I mean, I wasn't sure how long we would be. Around. I mean, I didn't know. I hadn't even seen him yet. So I didn't know how bad it was. Yeah, I was for sure like he's going to need surgery and all this kind of stuff Ugh. because it was it was twisted sideways. It yeah. wasn't like it was just like it was. So on. by the time Jay gets back to the house, Tristan has been post injury 10 minutes, maybe. And we're trying to hurry up at the house. I'm packing up my bag at home. Like, what am I going to need? Uh, looking like a hot mess. <laughs> it was the last day of the month. I'm like, whatever. Um uh, we, Jay and I get in the car, the rest of the kids stay home. Hold on. Before that, something everybody has to understand is that I'm really, I get weak yeah. to stuff like that. And I was outside. Everybody went, went in the house. Tristan oh, was still yeah. inside the this van, but important. I was outside just straight dry heaving because <laughs> just the thought and, and him in agony, like. Him, oh yeah. He was in so much pain. You yeah, could tell. Like I was, it, I was a mess too. 
So. Like he, he comes in and I'm like getting stuff ready inside the house and he comes, <laughs> comes in and I full on thought he threw up in the, in the bathroom. Cause he was like in there. I thought that he'd thrown up, but he says it was just dry, dry heaves, but you know, he didn't let Tristan know. And I, at this point, I'm like, I don't think I can look like, I don't think I want to look because Jay's just saying it, it's that if it's that bad where he's going to go in the bathroom and throw up. I'm like, I don't think I can look at it. So I get all my stuff together and Tristan's in the second, you know, in the van, the middle part in a captain's chair. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I can look at it until we get to the hospital. But by this time it had been at least 10 minutes. I know that the closest hospital to us is down the street, but I wasn't thinking about like, he's a kid who knows if they'll be able to help him there. I was just thinking we need to get to the closest place possible. He's in a lot of pain. So we go to the closest hospital and there's really not that many people in the waiting room. There's like maybe three people in the waiting room. So I'm like, okay, good. He'll be able to get back there. So if I now mind you, Jay, you know, Jay stopped working the first of February. So we were trying to figure out insurance situation and we can touch on that later, but maybe the, yeah, there'll be a long video. If we do. Um, so I'm checking him in. And I'm like, he's in so much pain. I'm like, he's not crying. He's sitting so calm. We got an, a wheelchair. He's so, so calm, but you can tell like he's focused on his breathing. He is in pain. You can tell. And you know, your mom instincts to buy then. I was calm for the whole time. I was like, okay, I can do this. We're, we're like, I wasn't freaking out. But seeing your child in a wheelchair in that much pain, I was like, Oh, hell no. <laughs> People need to give him some medicine. And so I kept going to like the front desk because I'm like on my side. Now, I don't know how it is back in the back, but on my side, I'm like, this kid needs some pain meds, like some real. So I'm telling Jay, maybe you need to go to Target, which is across the street and get him Tylenol or something because he needs something for the pain. Mm -hmm. So he does. He goes to Target. Yeah, but I go there, and by the time I get back, they already have him in the back room, and yeah. they got gave him something so much better. Yeah, was Dilaudid. Or yeah, Dilaudid. Like so they went, they went in, and it went straight into it. Yeah, they gave him an IV. By the time we got back there, it had been probably an hour since he had done it. Poor kid, man. He had to, he had to endure that kind of pain for that long. Yeah, and he definitely went into shock because yeah. he was he. he I don't know whether he watched videos on like what you do when you're in pain, but like he was like paying attention to how he was breathing for sure. He yeah, was like, he okay, was. I need to take in like deep breaths and all that kind of stuff. But his hands were shaking and his yeah. other foot was shaking. So I knew that he, he was, was like, like just gone. So much like, pain. Yeah. Oh, I still think about it. I'm like, can picture him inside that waiting room and I'm like, what is happening? Come on, get him back here. Can't you see his foot is literally pointing the wrong direction. Yeah. It was Come on help him. So anyway, we get to the back and that they, um, finally give him some pain meds, which like if you've ever had to have surgery or whatever, they give him Dilaudid and it ha works in like seconds. Yeah. So then they do an x-ray and you know, I'm thinking maybe he broke, obviously he broke something for his foot or maybe, I don't know, his foot was going the wrong direction. So I thought maybe he broke one thing, one bone, but he, he, even before he broke his ankle when he rests. Yeah. He kind of sits pigeon. His feet pigeon go toe? out. No, pigeon, pigeon is forward. So he he keeps his legs out anyway. Okay. And so anyway, she does the x-ray and she comes back and she's like, 
He's broke it in at least, what'd you say, four places. In yeah. at least four places and one is dislocated. And I'm like, okay. So then she says, we're, we're not going to be able to treat you, him here. We're going to have to take him to Oakland Children's via ambulance. And I should have known better because... When Kinsley broke her arm that we had to go through the same scenario, we went to the local hospital, then we had to go to Oakland Children's. But like in the moment, I was just thinking I need to get him somewhere fast. So, yeah, and it, I don't see. I don't want to like take like a stance and and say, hey, this is what we should have done instead. Yeah. Like, I don't know if whether we should have drove to Oakland, which is an hour away, which would have been the same weight that we did wait. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have to have double paperwork and. Almost. I mean, we were just trying to get him taken care of the clothes. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, we did the best we could in the situation that we had. So then I guess the way that it works in our small little town is that, you know, you can't get an ambulance right away. <laughs> they had to go back and forth between this other hospital in Modesto. And then, so you know, it was, it was like there was crazy. one ambulance yes. that was doing everything yeah. and they had to do two other things before they took our, yeah. our, our kid. And, and the thing that I thought about it, it was like, yeah, there might be two other things that are more important. Like there's more like dire needs somewhere else, but like, this is my kid. I know. So to me, it feels yeah. like this is the greatest need. I mean, those other things could have been anything. It could have been, um, you know, like a, a transplant that they were, Oh yeah. We don't know. Transplant they needed to, to bring quickly right. or something like that. And, and that's fine. I mean, that's what I'm sure it was something, but for us, I, so I waited in that hot, that first hospital for five hours and mind you, but when this all happened, it was about lunchtime and I hadn't eaten lunch. And so I, I was like calling Jay, like, can you just come back and bring me dinner? You know, so by the time we left that hospital and Tristan and I went in the ambulance to Oakland, we arrived at Oakland 10 minutes before midnight and it happened at like lunch. So it's a long day of waiting. But he was a champ, man. He was really great about everything. So we get to Oakland Children's and they are um, changing their entire system over. The computer and system. Their computer, everything. So the way they input like all the notes and whatever inside of their um, system, they're redoing it all. And so Tristan and I are the first ones to be there like as they're like guinea pigs. But I will say that the nurse that we had when we came in was fantastic. Like he was so good and attentive. And he told me and explained like the whole situation and what was happening. But he's like, I'll never forget you guys because you're the first one I had when the system went over, you know. And it was just when COVID was starting to be talked about in California. There was no restrictions or anything yet. But like the, he was like, we haven't had it here, but I'm sure we will. So anyway, um, Oakland Children's is a great hospital. I knew that at least by then we would have a good amount of care to him for him. Yeah. So um, I was trying to stay in touch with Tristan, but it, it was really late. Um, so they had a they had to call a orthopedic surgeon. And I think we waited five hours until she came another five hours. And we're in the triage still of the ER this entire time. So Tristan's able to sleep, but I'm like sitting on a chair next to him because there's nothing, you know, it's a triage room. So anyway, by the time she comes in, she says, we're going to, you guys, I don't know all the words, but like, we're going to try and pull his leg. So his bone goes back together. What do they call that? Huh? 
like they had to pull his leg so that the bone pieces go back in line. Oh, just reset it. Yes, but there's like a term for that. Yes. Anyway, it. so so I was like, really? Because so they do new sets of of X-rays, and she's like, most likely he's going to need surgery, but let we want to try this first. And I was like, okay. I mean, you know, they're the people. But I remember from Kinsley that they give you this medicine that makes you kind of loopy, but you're still awake. And it was so creepy with Kinsley. I saw her go through that. So I was like, I just don't want to see that. Please don't make me, you know, see that part. Uh, ugh, it's even thinking about it. It's just like, they're, it's just weird. Their eyes are all open, but they're not there. Like, it's so weird. So anyway, I kind of, I was asking the questions like for me, I don't know anything about medical stuff, but I was like, if he needs surgery, why are you going to move it? I guess I thought, why can't you just take care of it all at one time? But the way that she was explaining it to me was that it's easier to put it back in place outside of the bones, I guess, than putting it back in place in surgery. So, yeah, because if you open it up, then not everything has more room to move. So like yeah. if you're resetting it within like the channels that it already exists in, it's easier to set it. And then if you open it, you just. Yeah, she's but she said at the time surgery is likely because uh, it usually if they're setting it in that way that it, his kind of break goes back. Because he went, he broke through the growth, one of the growth plates and it was like a lot, it, his ankle and I don't know, all the, like a bunch of different bones. So it was like a, a lot of things. So he broke his ankle, but he broke the major bone in both in, yes. in his shin. Yes. So the very bottom, he broke the front and the back. Yeah. Whatever that's called in technical terms. I don't know. So we waited. I hadn't slept at all. And then we got into a room that was shared at, I think it was eight or 9 a.m. of the next day. And I was exhausted. <laughs> I mean, exhausted. And that was, um, so I tried to sleep on one of those really hard hospital chairs. And I did was get it like a, some sort of convertible chair. That yes. It converts like, into a yeah, bed. it converts into a bed. And luckily Jay had gotten sleep that night because he was home with the kids. And so he came to the hospital, I think around one o'clock. And then I went home mm-hmm. and got some rest. And then Tr- and Tristan had surgery. Mm hmm that night i think we waited a whole nother day oh did we we waited a full another day so he was with a broken leg or ankle for almost oh no 48 they, hours you were supposed to go in at three or something and then they had some other had more, person come in but i think he still had it that night and i came back the next so jay spent i spent one night jay spent one night and then i spent another night and then he came home i don't remember yeah he, he chose a really bright orange cast and was um, non-weight bearing for six weeks. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, less this past week, Jay went to the hospital again for the follow-up, which was so different than any of the other trips now, especially with the yeah. coronavirus everywhere. Yeah. Uh, when you go there, they have you wear masks. They ask you a bunch of questions. It, it was kind of off-putting to me because the lady that was checking us in asked us questions like, hey, have you been outside of California in the past two weeks, right? Then I listened to her talk to the next person, and she said, hey, have you been out of the country in the last two weeks? Mm. And I was like, hmm, okay. And then the next person she asked, she said, did you do any international travel in the past two weeks? And I'm like, well, which one is that? Yeah, are you going to be consistent? Mm-hmm. One of them, and then she said, like, uh, out of the county, like she kept changing what, like where you traveled. And I'm like, 
what kind of like consistency (laughs) is this? Like, so who cares? So if you say, no, I didn't travel out of the state or no, I didn't travel out of the country, but I did travel out of the state. Then like, I I don't know. Like she just kept getting like smaller and smaller with like the area. She probably forgot what she was supposed to ask. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to memorize it and look professional and it didn't work out. But anyways, his first, his first follow up, we went together and I mean, she showed us an x-ray of the bones and the one in the shin, like it still had a major gap there. And that made me nervous. Like what the heck, how is that healing? Um, But Jay was there for this last one. And to me, when I saw the x-ray, it still looked bad, but the surgeon seemed okay with the progress, right? Yeah, I think he's doing fine. I, I It's just, man, going through it a second time, you, you know, you think, oh, the first time was freak accident. I mean, it's always a freak accident, but the second time. So with Kinsley, with the, her arm the first time, mm-hmm. and then Tristan now, I didn't experience her broken arm as much as you did because you did pretty much almost everything for that. Yeah. But with Tristan, like actually being there and watching him in pain, like the thoughts that went through my head, like, man, like I was sitting there thinking what would I, what I wouldn't do to trade the pain for him. Mm -hmm. Like, let me take on the pain so you don't have to go through that pain. And then like, of course you still have to do the surgery, but can I hold the pain for a little while so Mm -hmm. that you don't have to, to do that, to endure that. Yeah. And it put it in perspective for me, uh, when, you know, I was at the hospital and kind of irritated that I had to wait so long and, uh, tired and exhausted. And by the time we got to the room, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And we had a shared room and I wasn't sure. I was like, Oh no, I'm not going to get any sleep. Right. And I went to go wash my hands on the half part of mine. And I saw a sign in the kid next to us had, um, cancer. And it did put it in perspective for me. Like, yes, what Tristan went through is traumatic. Yes. What he went through was awful like I I'm so sad for him it's probably going to be something he has to deal with for his whole life like rehabbing it and all that stuff but there's a kid next to us who has cancer and is fighting for his life like Hmm. it was just like really eye-opening for me and one thing that I did remember when we were in the hospitals literally every single doctor nurse anyone who would come in and check on us was like were you wearing a helmet and yeah. he was, and Jay had made him wear a helmet. He always does. But, um, you know, it could have been so much worse if he would have, like, they were like, are you sure you didn't hit your head? Um, and, and he was like, oh, no, I was wearing a helmet. And uh, they were like, your foot, you can heal. You, you're, you can heal your foot. You can heal a broken uh, body part, but you can't heal a broken brain, you know? Yeah. So that was one thing that really stood out to me. I know, like, kids push back on helmets a lot they'd think that it's not fashionable or whatever. And I think that was one thing for me that I was like, wow, uh, it does not matter what they want. Like I, they need to be making sure that they have helmets on. Um, so anyway, they were like very proud of him that he, he had a helmet and he's been a champ on those crutches. I'll say that. So he's now in a walking cast. Yeah. There's those two, um, those two families that, um, have their, both their daughters, they got, brain injury one mm-hmm. off the golf cart another one off on a skateboard yeah off by themselves well not by themselves but without the parents supervision and um weren't wearing helmets and now they are in not a completely vegetative state but like the second one went home and is walking and talking oh really mm-hmm. wow that's amazing mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah but still both didn't have i mean one of them was in a golf cart you wouldn't be wearing a helmet in that it was just a freak accident but you think about that 
And that's like one thing where I'm like, wow, you really, you know, we have to push back on our kids for wearing helmets. I, I came to, to two different realizations during this. So the first was, okay, Tristan's in this much pain and this, how much it hurts like me mm-hmm. to see my kid in pain mm-hmm. and he's not even dying. He's yeah. just in pain. And I think to bring it, I mean, this is a threefold podcast. So yeah. to bring it threefold perspective on it, spiritually, like God giving his son to die for us, like giving him up, like not just being in pain, but full on dying and not being able to stop it. Like for us, like when Tristan's there with his ankle and like we just give him medicine and, and the pain stops. But for Jesus to go through that entire thing mm-hmm. and for God to not even give him anything, to give him a helping hand, nothing. It's just like, no, forsake him, turn your back on him. You have to go through the whole thing. The pain that God giving up his son to death, like that's, I, I couldn't even imagine that when yeah. my son for an hour is having Yeah, pain. you're like, I do something. Like I can't, I don't like seeing that in pain for an hour. Yeah, and then the second thing is sometimes we are in a place where we want to do something that seems cool to us or okay to us. And, or even just like, just like our kids. Oh, I want to ride a skateboard. I don't want to wear a helmet. Well, cause it's not cool or mm-hmm. it's not what I want to do. And us as parents, we tell them, no, here's what you need to do. Cause it's going to protect you. They don't understand that, but yeah. it's when the time, the moment happens and you know, your kid thinks, Oh, you don't love me. Cause you want, you want me to look stupid or whatever. Or even like what good parent doesn't tell their kid, don't touch a hot stove. Yeah. Cause, cause Boiling we water. know, we understand that that's going to burn you. So yeah. we tell you no. And that's sometimes no is a loving answer to give. Yeah. And oftentimes for me, I'm like, God, well, why don't you, why don't yeah. you just give me this? Why don't you just let me have that? Why don't you just let me do this? And he's not saying no, because he doesn't want me to. And en- he wants me to enjoy my life. So he says no, because Jay, just simmer down now. <laughs> That is going to hurt you. He sees the bigger picture. I see that. You don't see that. Yeah. Just listen to me and understand that. And so for me, like, man, like I want to know, I, I want to know why, but sometimes it's just like, God knows better. Let me just be obedient mm-hmm. and just do the thing or not yeah. do the thing that he's asking me to do. And like, I find myself in that, like today where you and I are in a place where we're trying to transition to different parts in life. And I feel like I can just go do something right now. But God is putting us in a place where we're like, just wait, just hold on. It, Waiting's hard. Just wait. Yeah. It, you I feel the, like we've been waiting for 10 years. <laughs> you're the queen of patience. I'm not good at that. <laughs> so. Well, actually, I'm not going to say I'm not good at it. I've worked on patience and I'm way th- better than I was. Let's talk about that. What do you, uh, give me an example. Well, I just feel like in where this is going to go in a whole nother way now. Yeah. In like where we live, I've wanted to move for a lot of years, Mm -hmm. a lot of years. And I think I had to change my perspective. Like I did, I wanted to move. And so I wasn't content with where I was. So everything about being here felt like I need to get out. Like I can't be here anymore. And so I had, I, I was praying about it and trying to change my attitude about it and so God was like I want you to be content and so that was actually my word for last year was content because I felt like that was something that he was speaking to me is be content with where you're at and so I spent the whole year with that word in my brain and like thinking about that word and what being content meant and 
I really did start to see the good in where we're at. The people that we're surrounded with, the church that we go to, all that. And kind of became more content with where we're at um, physically and spiritually. That helped my, you know, that all that was intertwined, I would say. Um, But I think I'm at the point now where I'm like itching, itching to go again. (laughs) Like... Just oh, ready. is over. It's twenty. I know, right? I already worked on the being content. Um, I don't know. I I think sometimes it's even harder now where. Uh, you know, you're home full time, with me, and we literally could go anywhere. Anywhere we want at all, and I think sometimes that's a little bit overwhelming. Like, um, not knowing exactly where we should go or where we should land, but. You know, we talk about that all the time, and I think sometimes people put God's will in this small little box of this small thing of one choice that could be God's will, and if you're not in that one choice, you're outside of God's will, and I don't believe that's true. Um, I don't know if you want to expand on that. No, we have free will. You can yeah. choose whatever you want. I think God's answer to us with almost anything that we do is, do whatever it is that you're going to decide to do, but make sure that you're following me and, and you're, me. you're serving me and obeying me. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, there's lots of variables for where we're at right now, where family live and, and we moved back here from Georgia so that we would be around family and, um, you know, we're definitely homebody. So I, like, I don't know, I just want to make right, the right decision for where we want to go. And so sometimes that can be a little bit overwhelming, but we've been praying about it. So we will see. What happens? What's your word for 2020? Don't you have one? I do. You forgot it already? I COVID-19. I think COVID, I like literally cannot remember it right this second. It'll come to me. Okay. Oh my gosh. How do I not remember it? Oh Lord. Well, hey, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you in the next episode. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. See ya.